Intel is the spark for the dreamers who do. They dream of a life with no diseases, of cleaner, greener, more reliable energy, of advancing education by bringing AI everywhere. Intel is the spark to start something new, to know that no dream is too daring when you have the right foundation. It starts with Intel. Learn more at intel.com slash starts. Well, what is going on, everybody? Welcome. Welcome, everybody, into the Hump Day Hotline, uh, brought to you by Ficta Endel and Elmer Eye Care on the Buffalo Rumblings vid. Hump Day! Like, queued up for it. I was waiting. I was <laughs> on the Buffalo Rumblings vidcast network. It is hump day, and we are here with uh, your friend and mine, Jerry Ostrowski, who is uh, joining us for this special episode of the Hump Day Hotline, which is going to be followed up with a special episode of The Line to Gain shortly after this, where it will be the three same people that are on your screen right now for that show. It'll just have somebody else kind of driving the ship. One, Jerry Ostrowski. Jerry, how you feeling? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I can't, Spence, you, you got to read my, my deal, man. I made that for you. Fish, hey. which is my favorite dish, but without Let's no go. money is still a wish. Um, anyway. Hip-hop heads. Hip-hop heads. I love that. <laughs> but anyway, no, I'm doing great, man. I, I got to admit, man, Joe Miller is the grimy food guy in Buffalo, dude. He mm. knows where the spots are. Well, Pat Moran, but go ahead. Keep going. So yeah. Pat Moran tipped you off? Yes. Okay. Well, I actually talked to people at the tailgates on Sunday, and they kind of heard about this place. They're like, man, we heard the wings. It takes like an hour and whatever. I'm like, bro, you'll wait two hours for these wings. It don't, <laughs> it don't freaking matter, man. Good. But no, it was awesome, man. The trip was great. The kids had a great time. Got to see the Sabres play. Of course, the Bills got to go have a little nostalgia. Got to go up the tunnel and, uh, you know, see that whole view again of what it looks like when you walk out on the field. And, um, you know, it's amazing, folks. I know this is crazy. 21 years later, it still looks the exact same. <laughs> <laughs> there was something about like that, that kind of resonated with me when you posted, because obviously we all, we all have those moments in our lives right. that we recall and, and that we recollect. And it doesn't have to be one for one. It doesn't mean that I had to have ran down the same tunnel or done a similar thing. But when you posted that picture, there was, there was very much a, like a goosebump moment for me. It was like, wow, that's got to be surreal right? Like going yeah. back. There's two things that still get me. And that, that tunnel, when you come into the tunnel at the end of it and you come out into the open space, you know, because mm -hmm. you're all confined and then you come out, that, that, that signifies this is about to go. And mm -hmm. then the other thing is for me, and it doesn't matter what it is, still to this day, the national anthem, mm -hmm. I, I can't sit still. I'm tweaking and moving side to side. And, and the national anthem is kind of like the the derby when they hit the horn i mean it's you know once that's played it's time to go and everybody showed up and you're getting ready to get after it so it, it was awesome man it really it really was cool being down on the field um watching josh allen interact with fans and kids mm -hmm. uh by the way if Diggs if Diggs is not happy 
that dude should go to Hollywood because he's the best actor I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like Amen. hell with hell with Denzel. I mean, I'm 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 gonna go ahead and put him in some stuff because he was having a blast with the fans, throwing footballs around. Here you go. You know, go. I'm sorry. Can let me let me cut you off there real quick. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about that for just what you've seen? Because so mm-hmm. I've been to some games this season. I know Joe has season tickets, so he's been to several. And when you go and you see stuff pregame, uh, you know, like Most interact game. with the fans, throw the football, right. and then even like even during the game, a lot of times when like the offense is on the sideline, there's a lot of times where he'll interact with the sideline with with fans right. and stuff along the sideline. And can you just talk about? Up close now, you know, because it's one thing to watch it on TV. I saw somebody Sunday post, uh, you know how the Bills always post like the big dubs post after right, the game. Right, and right. It shows the players walking through the tunnel. Diggs walked through the tunnel and he looked, I mean, when I say he looked pissed off, he looked like somebody stole his puppy and it looked like they, like it looked like it was just the worst day he's ever had. Right. Can you just kind of talk about the energy that you felt when you were there Sunday? The coolest part about playing in Buffalo is, is the size of the community is small enough to where the players really do truly interact with the fans, not just during the game, but Mm -hmm. during the week. You see them in in tops. You see Mm -hmm. them at Wegmans. You see them at the mall. Um, You you interact with with players. That's one of the reasons why I spent four days up there. I still have really, really good friends we spent tons of time with, non-football related, that I wanted to see, you know? And that's what's so cool about Buffalo. My friend is a is an Erie County Sheriff. He's one of the on-field security guys for the game, right? He told me something that I thought was interesting. We've got the shortest wall, the ring, they call it a ring. So basically the cement wall that goes around the field. We got the shortest one in the NFL. Really? So our fan base is kind of down on, you know, on top of the players a little bit more than other places. The, fa- the, the players, it was quite obvious, the players really, really feed off of our fans because our fan base, come on, guys, let, let's face it. Mm-hmm. Well, like you know what it's about. I mean, if you can't get hyped to play in that place, you either need to, you, you probably should go do something else because our fan base is amazing. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool. Josh went out of his way. There was a kid over there. I know you've all heard the story about the kid that sent him the wristband mm-hmm. bracelet. Who's <clears throat> He was at the game. Josh saw him from about 30 yards away, threw a pass, and jogged over to talk to the kid for five minutes. Mm. Take pictures with him, sign his jersey. That was right next to us. And that was uh, that's stuff that I love to see. That's stuff that tells me guys get it. Dick spent like 30 minutes before warm-up mm. throwing footballs to the fans. <laughs> the funniest one was he threw a ball to my son, Owen. Well, he didn't realize Owen had a big-ass cast on his hand. He had pins in his thumb from breaking his thumb. Owen instinctively goes to catch the pass, and it, it bounces off of him, and his buddy catches it, and Diggs like, puts his hands up like, oh, damn, and runs over. And- <laughs> <laughs> right? But it's it's that type of stuff. I mean, it's it's really, really cool to see, and that's the stuff I look at. I mean, anybody can go out and play. There's a lot of really good players in this league, but the guys that get it and how they understand that bond between them and the fan base and the community in general that they live in, it, that's really, really cool to me. And to see those two dudes do that, you know, two of the highest profile guys on the team, if not the highest profile guys, that that's awesome. So what was your, uh, when Josh ran over to you, or not over to you, <clears throat> ran over to the sideline to see the kid, what was your first reaction to uh, the stature of the man? He's a big old boy. He's a tall dude now. I mean, you know, I, he wasn't he wasn't filling that uniform out like Ben Roethlisberger now. Right, but he, right. He's he's a big tall dude, and then you start in the back of your mind, you know, you're like, I seen this dude 
jump over somebody. And I, some mm-hmm. of the stuff he does, um, yeah, it's it's impressive. It's really impressive. I mean, in general, the Bills are a long team. They're big. I mean, mm-hmm. they don't have really many guys that look like me. Um, they're long and athletic, and uh, it was impressive. It was really cool. Yeah, I've uh, I've mentioned uh, John Fina several times that I had gotten on field passes one time for the Kansas City game in Kansas City, and there was a measure of intimidation. Like I'm not the smallest guy in the world. I'm not right. enormous either. But like when you're down there, right on the field, and they've got the offensive line and they're running like run plays, just kind of warming up as they're you know they're ten feet from you. You're like, I hope they don't come this direction. Well, <laughs> like, well, the cool, the best, yeah, the best explanation of that is my my son and his teammate from Tulsa, who's a quarterback. They were mm-hmm. up there along with my older boy and his fiance. And they know pops, man. They know me. Yeah. They know I'm big. I'm, you know, I am what I am, right? Right, right. But then they go and they see everybody in one collective group, and they're like, you know, they play against big dudes in in sure. college too. But now, you know, except for a couple dudes like Hardy or Shakur, I mean, everybody's coming out. You're like, damn, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like damn, <laughs> everybody's big. So big now enough. it was a cool experience for them, and it was cool to be back down there after so long. That's awesome. Jay Spence, how you feeling? Man, I'm good. I was just listening to Jerry. And one of the things that like it. So the first time I saw Josh like up close in person, like I've obviously been to games and I saw him in stands. Mm-hmm. But so a couple of years ago when Jordan Poyer had his um, he had like a movie release where yep. he did um, like the kid from Astoria. He just kind of told his story and about his his story about be- being sober and all that stuff. But Josh and um, at the time, his his partner at the time came to the premiere. And when they walked in. So, you know, I'm standing next to like, so Jordan, I don't if I know both of you get it. So Jordan's not like a huge dude. Like he's mm-hmm. solid. Like he's right. you can tell he's built, but he's he's not a big dude. So like in my mind, then it's like, oh, I'm I'm cool. I know him. I know Levi. Mm-hmm. NFL players, they're solid. But they're, Josh freaking <laughs> Allen walks around this corner and a dude looks like he looks like he can dunk on anybody. And it's like, wait right. a minute, man. Like exactly what you just said there. It's like, this is the dude that was flipping over defenders against the Jets. And this is the dude that was, um, you know, like just certain plays that he makes where he's hurtling over guys. And he's, it's like, it's, it's, it's not fair to have that physique, to have that strength Mm. and be able to move that way. It's just, it's not fair. And I just don't understand why God chose to kind of skip over me when he was passing out, like, you know, certain attributes of, of awesomeness. Yeah. yeah it's like, it's it like, come on. He gave us voices or something, but it's like, come on, man. Come on. We, we refer to those. We refer to those dudes as tarantulas, right? I mean, look at, look at, look at Floyd. I mean, oh my Lord. Yeah. I mean, you look at him and you're like, man, he ain't that heavy. And then you look how long he is. It's yes. like, he looks like an NBA guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. Leonard, Leonard Floyd is the exception to the rule. When I see right. him, I'm like, how is this guy so elusive and so good? He's clearly worked on his technique. Being with Vaughn, I'm sure, for years helped him. But, yeah, he's he's a perfect example of a guy that it's like, he shouldn't work, but it works, right? Right. So it was, it like I said, great experience. Went up to the seats. Uh, seats were great. Good. You know, didn't, awesome. it wasn't, wasn't real excited about paying seventeen fifty for a, 24 ounce beer, but it, 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 it we made do. Well, as Jerry, <laughs> Trotsky, as Jerry Trotsky likes to say, I came, we won. You're welcome. 
times two yes. this time because yes. he did it with the Sabres and with the Bills. Uh, <laughs> welcome to everybody who has joined us live. It's so good to have every single one of you, whether you're on Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube. Uh, if you are on one of the other two platforms, please jump over. My mom's in the room. Please jump mm -hmm. over to YouTube. We are Super Chat Live. If you've got a question for myself, for Jay Spence, or for Big O, uh, you can Super Chat us. It'll glow on my screen. But uh, real quick, let's hear from our show sponsor, Ficta Endel and Elmer Eye Care, and then we'll uh, get on to talking about the, uh, the good old pets. on you focused on you it's time to say goodbye to the blur and hello to clear vision ficta endel and elmer are the first in western new york to bring you zeiss smile technology along with our highly experienced surgeons we promise an effortless journey to better vision gone are the days of fumbling for glasses or struggling with contact lenses embrace the freedom of superb sight because we believe you deserve the world in hd Visit us online at Ficta.com and schedule a consultation. Ficta, Endel, and Elmer. We are focused on you. So if you are uh, in need of laser corrective surgery, please schedule your call Ficta, Endel, and Elmer today, tomorrow, at some point soon. And let them know that you heard about it from Buffalo Rumblings or from Jay Spence or from Jerry O or from myself. But uh, yeah, please call Ficta, Endel, and Elmer. I care. They'll get you all taken care of uh so we are going to talk about in this show we're going to talk about the patriots game and that's exclusively mm -hmm. potentially what we're going to talk about in this show uh mm -hmm. and then we're going to switch and we're going to reset reboot at 9 p.m yes can i say something you may the the offense needs to call Ficta, Endel, and Elmer Eichel because what the hell were they looking at this past Sunday against the Patriots? I know, I know, you were doing your intro. I'm sorry, it was cute. You had to because you always do it like you build it up and it's fun. But it's like, what in the hell was going on with the offense? How do you get four turnovers in the first half? Three of them where you got them, and, and, and you and come away with it like in the game is I, what it was, and you're not winning forty nine to nothing in the first quarter, Go ahead, Jerry. I, I kind of felt I kind of felt we fell back, and this is my opinion. We fell back into a little bit of Joe Brady until he got out of it because he realized he needed to run the ball more. And I just again puzzled that Cooks runs, you know, has three runs for like three or four, six, and then eight, nine, and we don't run the ball anymore. But he fell back a little bit into that Dorsey mode where it was not necessarily schematics where he wasn't trying to run schemes to set stuff up. It almost went back into concept play, where we're trying to hit specific plays that we put in that week as opposed to everything building off of off of certain stuff. Yes. And that's kind of what I felt early. And to me, that, that kills 17 because if he's not on early – then he starts he starts pressing and he obviously was not very good so you 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 hit a point for me that is an observation that i had in this football game there was no overreaction show oh. so i never really got to talk about it but literally <laughs> it was probably after the second or third turnover so the bills went what three and out yeah uh, they got a turnover i think they went three and out kicked a field goal i'm not exactly sure what the sequence was but there was a point in there where they had only run a selective number of plays and i was like that looked a lot like a scripted play right Are they still in their script and that is my question for you as a player is there a point where like okay this is an abnormal start to a game we're not expecting them to give us three turnovers inside right. of the first 10 minutes of the game script out the window or is it like, nope, got to stick to the script. We are, we were calling these 15 plays. Well, it is what usually it is. to me, the script kind of, kind of sets things up for later, right? 
this script really didn't to me. It was, and by the way, guys, come on. It was, you also got to look at the fact that that was the worst start you could possibly have. Mm. You know, I, we were sitting in the corner of the end zone where the kickoff return for touchdown came to. And it was like, I don't know if Bass kicked it to the wrong spot and kicked it down the middle when he was supposed to go to right or left, but you could see that thing just parted like the Red Sea. Yeah, yeah. And Bass was standing there like, oh my God, I've, I've actually got to have contact with somebody. And of well, course, he looked like he had a you know a seizure, and they run it back. And then the second play after that, we 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 get the kick return. We go ahead and give up a sack. So our two main plays right off the bat were kick return touchdown sack. Yep. yep. And it's like you can't get much worse than that to start, right? And so that's not starting hot. Is that what you're telling us? It's not starting hot. Not but starting fast. No, not starting fast at all. So I, I don't know. I just felt we were we were kind of all over the place early, and then we kind of got we kind of eased into it a little bit more, especially in the second half, because we started feeding the tailbacks a little bit more. If anybody hasn't seen the obvious right now, we have got to feed four. Cook's got to get the ball. He's got to get the ball a lot. And not just, you know, and the other thing is we, we, we've we kind of started telegraphing him out of the backfield, too, and his pass route stuff. Um, it'd be a little bit better to set him up. But seriously, we got this team does better, especially up front, because if you think we're going to sit back there and throw the ball 50 times without problems and protection, you're crazy. We're, we're, we still do have our issues. I know you can put it over here on the in the comments. We've given up 10 sacks this year, okay? Mm -hmm. But I'm telling you, Josh Allen is damn Houdini. I mean, between the fact that he can get out of stuff and the fact he's so strong, he has guys hanging on him and he's able to throw the ball away, he does that. He does really well for that group up front. Now, he does have his issues of rolling out in the pressures and things like that, but yeah, yeah. seriously, I mean, the O-line did not pass pro well early. Josh obviously was off the mark. We just seemed like we were grasping at straws. Yeah, a couple a couple things real quick uh, to your points. Uh, I, I I pointed this out on Monday on the Fina show, the overreaction Fina show, uh, that there's a very intentional uh, game plan or or play as it pertains to kickoffs. When Tyler Bass is kicking it through the end zone, he takes a running start ten to twelve yards back. Uh, when he's going to kick it to the one or two, he takes a three step drop. Three steps. So literally, you can tell. So if he's three steps back, he's going to kick it to the one or two. If he's running up and kicking I, it, he's kicking it through the end zone. I laugh at you because the Owens teammate that was with us, uh, Steven, he's a big special teams guy. He's mm -hmm. the holder and all that stuff. That's exactly what he said after the second kick. He goes, did you see on the first kick he only had about a three-run step yep, run? Yep, yep. He saw it himself and was there. That's the first time he's he's been that right. in-depth with Buffalo. Probably ever. So, right. yeah, if it's obvious to a guy that's never been there, it's obvious to the other team that looks at it on film all week. Yeah, the, John and I debated, if, if you want to go back, anybody that's listening wants to go back and listen to it, we debated what what is even the point? Just kick it out of the end zone every time. Because right. even if you stop him at the 19 or the 21, it's not worth the one time you give up the touchdown. It's not worth it. So it is what yep. it is. Let's talk about one of three things. Jay Spence, I'm going to come to you first. Uh, we're oh. going to talk. The topics are going to be Vaughn Miller, what the hell is going on? Josh Allen, what the hell is going on? And <laughs> Stefan Diggs, what the hell is going on? And why don't we start with Josh Allen? Because Josh Allen, there's an aspect of he didn't throw the ball well. All the things that Jerry said, he's out of rhythm. Uh, he doesn't like pressure up the middle, and I get it. No quarterback likes pressure up the middle. But Josh, when he gets more than one guy coming at him up the middle, he gets happy feet. He gets very erratic and gets a little bit shook. However, the drops aren't helping either. So even the passes that he he's putting on the money, I rewatched that game again today, and it's like, really? I'm, like I, I'm watching it for the third time going, 
you drop that football, Sherfield? Like, really? You drop that ball? So, in your opinion, Spence, what is going on there with Josh and this offense? Is it Brady? Is it Josh? Is it Concepts? Like, where, where are you at? To be honest, you know, and I tweeted it Sunday during the game. For me, it's not – I have no fault. I'm not upset with Brady at all. I think Joe Brady has come in and he's shown, um, A, the same offense that uh, Ken Dorsey wanted to run. We're able to run. We just mm-hmm. had to make some slight adjustments, and I think it looks good. What Big O said, we're running the ball and we're doing it well, and James Cook is a superstar. Give that man the ball. So so I'm with you there. But I also think that, you know, sometimes we just have to be honest about things. And I think as much as so, for instance, there's times when we have to be honest about Josh. We love Josh so much. There's times where he just doesn't play well. Yeah, Week no. one, I was I was I was on it. And I'm like, look, this dude, he lost the game for us. We lost against the Jets because yep. Josh Allen 100%. didn't play well 100%. lately. I'm not there. I know he had a turnover. I know he threw an interception. I know I'm telling you, for me, what I'm seeing recently we got to catch the ball, man. And I, and I know uh, Jeremiah Poyer is probably going to yell at me for saying this because he's like, I've been telling you for months about Gabe Davis. Okay, whatever. He he showed up a couple times. He's not consistent. But Diggs needs to catch the ball. Sherfield needs to catch the ball. There are guys on this team who get open targets, mm-hmm. and they're not catching the football. Talk about and it. the thing is, when... When you see a three and out or you see that the Bills punt, 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 field goal, punt, field goal, punt, you can't always just say, see, Josh Allen's a turnover machine. He does this. Or Josh Allen is inaccurate when you have two drops in a row on on two passing plays. So (laughs) for me— Boo-boo. He was boo-boo on Sunday, dude. I'm telling you, he was not. Doo-doo or boo-boo? Doo-doo or boo-boo? Boo-boo, doo-doo, same thing. They're synonymous. (laughs) Boo-boo okay. was a, and, and, a child, I think, but yeah. anyway. No, well, um, no, it's boo-boo. Depending on who you're talking to, it's boo-boo, too. But, <laughs> well, so what you're saying, Jerry, is I agree with you. I'm not I'm not sitting here defending Josh. What I'm saying is overall, though, you have to be honest when you can say, like, look, Josh didn't play his best game, but Josh wasn't the reason that the game was as close as it was. I think, and this is my opinion, Spence, I think what happened to him, now he missed some open throws, he overthrew some guys, the ball was going high. He Mm -hmm. said after the game, when they asked him about it, he said, I have gotten away from some things fundamentally that I work on all the time, and I need to get back to working on them again this week. He he reiterated that it it was release point stuff, and he said, I'll work on that all week. I'll be fine in Miami. Some of the stuff with this with the wide receiver screens and all that, a lot of those passes weren't easy passes to catch. Now, this is this is the thing though. It's not necessarily Josh throwing bad passes. When you set screens up, there's a certain type of timing, right? Our screens, it was like, yeah, you want to release the defensive line, but you'd like to at least touch them first and then let them get up field, right? The timing of the screens was way off to me. I th- it almost was like the O-line was releasing dudes so quick. They were on Josh. And he was, you know, they backpedal, backpedal. You can't really backpedal all that much throwing those wide receiver screens and mm-hmm. setting them up. You've got to have that time to do it. So a lot of his inaccuracies, I believe, on the screens were, hard, were passes that were hard to catch or drops because that timing of the screen wasn't there because of the pass rush that New England was getting. For the love of God. Can I- Go ahead. Oh, no. I got a good, Go I got a point. Oh, yeah. Uh, for the love of God, I said it last year. We had Steve Tasker on the show on, F- on the Phoenix show last year. And I said, if you remember last year, we were getting destroyed by bubble screens. 
the defense was getting destroyed by them. And I said to Steve Tasker, for the amount of times that this defense is getting beaten by bubble screens, and he finished my sentence, you, it makes you wonder why we can't run them. And I was like, right. yes, here's the thing. This team should never run a screen pass again because whether it's the wide receiver out there in front missing his block, the the the, the offensive line doing the mistake, making the mistakes that you're talking about, Jerry, if, if you can't run it, don't run it. Or give freaking Chan Gailey a call to Spence's point about a month and a half ago. Get Chan Gailey in here. We were like one of the best screen teams on the planet when we had Shady and Fred Jackson because right. Chan ran the screen game. Like either learn how to do it or don't do it. Like don't. And Joe Brady wants to run it. He wants to run it so bad. And this team sucks at it. It's almost like he hasn't been here for two years. Sorry. <laughs> Well, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I just don't think we're very good right now, and I don't, I don't necessarily. We haven't been good why. at it for years. It's been years, um, years. <laughs> but you know, the other thing that I noticed, guys, and I don't know, and I'm not trying to take your your line of questioning away, Joe. But real quick, I just wanted to point on this. I don't. I mean, if 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 our backup tailback is going to run the the way he did this weekend, you might as well put him on the bench and bring in and bring in. Um, which one? Leonard Fournette, the old man, twenty eight. Oh, I, mean, I think I've been yeah, asking. Murray. I think I've been asking for for Leonard Fournette you, to be. I mean, he's. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm. I get yeah. it, man. Uh, big, big, physical young backs can run standing up. Older, older backs that are past their prime can't. That third down, whatever that short yardage that he did not convert. I mean, he's coming into the line of scrimmage. His helmets as high as the offensive lineman's helmets. Which it's odd the to me is, too. Go ahead, Spence. Well, I mean, the thing is, when you look at it, uh, when he came into the, when when we signed <laughs> Touchdown Lenny, a lot of people <clears throat> automatically assumed that Touchdown Lenny was past his prime. He's old. He's this. I don't know where this narrative came from that he was like thirty three or something like that. Like he had already hit that age and hit the cliff and fell off. Leonard Fournette might not be like coming out the draft right now and he might not give you 2,000 yards on the ground. Right. There's not many running backs in the league that's going to do it. But what he can do, he can come in and he can come in behind James Cook and he can be a change of pace back. He's a guy that can get you points in the red zone. He's a guy that can get you yards out the backfield. So if you want to interchange him with James Cook in certain situations, you can. That can confuse the defense. Last season, I think he had something, it was like 600 yards in the air, like receiving. As mm -hmm. a running back in yes. Tampa Bay, yes. come on, man! Like let's 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 stop putting these bad narratives out about guys. Touchdown, Lenny is that dude. Real quick, I did want to say, and and we kind of kept talking, so I didn't. You're good. Um, it kind of just everything dropped now. I don't want to switch or pivot too much. I know where you're going. But with we this. were talking about what was wrong with Josh, and we were talking about this. The Pro Bowl quarterbacks have just been released, and Josh mm -hmm. Allen is not one of them. Nope. For the AFC, Lamar Jackson, <clears throat> Tua Tagovailoa, and Patrick Mahomes are your three yep. quarterbacks. For the AFC, for the NFC, it is Brock Purdy, Matt Stafford, and Dak Prescott. No, now, Jalen we Hurt. know how this. No, no Jalen Hurts, no Josh Allen. Now we know how this goes every year. Mostly every quarterback decides that they don't feel like playing, and you're probably going to get a, like a Tyler Huntley again. Jared Goff, you know, is going. starting. <laughs> you know, Jared Goff is going to say he doesn't want to play too. You're going to get the Joe backup Flacco. from Baltimore. Again. Joe Flacco is going to the Pro Bowl. Joe Flacco, yeah, <laughs> Joe Flacco is going to play. But I did want to say that Josh Allen. Mm. I know Matt is in the comments and he says Allen is an alternate, but Josh Allen was not voted as a Pro Bowl player. And that's that's it's pro. I mean, from from the fan perspective, it's probably fair. But getting back to the running back is conversation, it? I, I is it? let me let me let is me wrap. It? Let me put a bow on that. I feel like Latavius Murray is on this team because of pat of of pass protection. 
I, well, I was like, going to say that's another tip, Joe. Sorry to interrupt, but there's another tip for you. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like that's why he's on this team. And then uh, sometimes I think they audible and he ends up with the football. I don't think they trust Ty Johnson and James Cook to pass protect the way that they trust Latavius Murray to. But it is what right. it is. So now we can get back to Josh Allen. Uh, and I do want to talk about Stefan Diggs quickly because I think that's a shorter conversation. But I, fan perspective, I don't know. Listen, Lamar Jackson is the MVP of the NFL. Last week, before this past weekend, I would have said, actually, not would have, I did say several times, I think I said it on the air and I said it to a bunch of friends, this is, if there's a year to not have a quarterback be the NFL MVP, it's this year. I mean, who who's who's running away with it? Lamar Jackson, I think, basically put a stamp on it this past weekend. Five touchdowns, he played lights out, didn't miss. Like, he was flicking the ball 40 yards downfield and hitting guys in the hands in, like, the smallest of windows. I know his overall numbers aren't there. Number one seed, that's the other thing, too. The the, the MVP, the NFL MVP, the last blank amount of years has been the number one seed in their conference. It's Lamar Jackson. But I don't feel like Josh Allen has put a season together this year offensive coordinator change a lot of just weird stuff going i don't know what's going on there that's that was the question what the hell's going on with josh allen i don't think he's put enough on and and i don't i don't agree with the idea that josh allen should be a pro bowler because he's josh allen that that shit bothers me like oh well tom brady played like garbage this year but he's tom brady so he's got to go to the pro bowl like no josh allen didn't earn it go ahead intel is the spark for the dreamers who do those with ambitious, out-of-reach ideas begging to become real solutions. They share a vision for how our world and our lives can thrive when bold thinking meets strong silicon. They dream of a life with no diseases, of cleaner, greener, more reliable energy through the power of supercomputing. They dream of trust and privacy for all, of advancing and expanding education by bringing AI everywhere. Intel is the spark to start something new, to build something better. To know that no dream is too daring when you have the right foundation. It starts with Intel. Learn more at intel.com slash starts. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperice.com. How many quarterbacks have as many touchdowns as Josh Allen? Uh, I don't necessarily disagree with that, but... Wait, 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 just like, do you know? None. He has. He's number one in the league. How many quarterbacks have as many turnovers as Josh Allen? <laughs> None. He's number one in the league. <laughs> well, they're close, is what I'm saying. So it might not. It might not be the same amount as literally on point, but there's one or two off. It's not like he's Mahomes. leading the league in turnovers, but he's not leading the league by eight turnovers. 
Yeah, right? Mahomes, Mahomes to me is getting that. Is it the word grifter? He's getting that. He's getting gifted that position because he's Pat Mahomes. I don't know that Pat Mahomes like earned it this year either in the AFC. But who did? You, to me, talking. Pat Mahomes didn't. To me, he, he didn't. Josh Allen. Josh Allen's played better than Pat Mahomes, and Josh Allen no. beat Pat Mahomes head to head. I, I agree. Well, that's, I'm going where Jerry's going. My I point agree. is, I, I know, I know. Like, okay, as a Bills fan, we watch them every single play. We dissect every single movement. We so to us, it's like Josh is playing horribly this year. But then you go back and you look at the last five years and you b- compare every single season. And there are see there's a season that we said Josh Allen was an MVP favorite. He should have beat mm-hmm. uh, Aaron Rodgers for MVP. That's mm-hmm. what we say, right? Compare the stats from this year to that year. Then you go and look at another year. Compare the stats every year since Josh Allen has been good, like that 2020 yeah. year. Compare the stats from this year to those years, and then tell me why this year is any different. I think I know why it's different. It's because what we feel during the season, game by game, we complain in the media that the story changes week by week. To me, when I look at and I am one of the biggest Lamar Jackson fans that you're going to see in the Buffalo Bills fan base. I love that dude. Mm-hmm. So I are. love that dude. His defense is the MVP of that team. For sure. And people can argue with me about it. I love Lamar Jackson. I will ride. Like, listen, I will, I will ride to the wheels fall off for that dude, Lamar Jackson. He is not the most valuable player of his team. The defense is. I if think- you're going to talk about one person, yeah, he is. But I'm saying, like, the defense is the reason why that team is dominant. We saw it against the 49ers. Yep. It wasn't that Lamar Jackson just came out and was like, I, I'm that dude. His MVP season, he came out and he was that dude. Mm-hmm. It felt different. There were there were there was a reason why there was a line of guys waiting after the guy after the game for Lamar Jackson to sign jerseys as professional players that year. This year, Lamar's not doing like the same like all time great season. Agreed. So is he good? Do I love Lamar? Yeah. Is he is he really the MVP because of one game against the 49ers? I, I don't think so. I, I think it's, I think, I think it's I think it's timing and opportunity. I think he. I think the timing was right, and I think the opportunity was right. And I, I, I see to I, me that's, that, only, that's not the MVP. I agree with you, but I would challenge you with this: you, me, Jerry O, largely the people that are in the comments section, even right now watching us live, watch the game differently mm-hmm. as it pertains to watching the game, looking at the stats, yada yada yada. The year that you're talking about, Josh Allen, when we all would agree, I believe it was 2020, that he should have won the MVP over Aaron Rodgers. There weren't that many primetime games. And Josh Allen was quietly destroying the league. He was quietly. He did it kind of in 2021 as well. This year, it has been all Josh Allen hype. It's been all primetime games. And he has not played well in primetime at all this year. And that's what people watch. And there's there's 10 times as for every one of us, there's 10 of that 10 voters that don't look at the stats, that don't pay attention to that crap, that don't think about it, that are voting for pro bowlers on Twitter. And they're like, oh. I know the name, but that's what you're doing. But that's what you're doing. What you're saying about MVP? Because if you're saying, if you look at the games and you look at each game, there's no way I'm going to say Lamar Jackson is MVP. Now, if I look at that one game, if I look at this past Sunday, by far, Lamar Jackson was the best player in the NFL Sunday. A hundred percent. I think the reason that Lamar Jackson is going to be the MVP, sorry, Jerry O, is because the, the, the voters, which are not the fans, the voters don't want to give it to Tyree Kill or CMC. They want to give it to a quarterback. And I think Well, I I don't want CMC or well, I don't mind CMC. I don't want Tyreek Hill to get it. Go ahead, Jerry. I don't think that that matters. I think that Lamar is playing at an MVP level. I think he's playing better than the other two. I know the other two have are having great seasons, but I think Lamar's a step above those guys. As far as Allen goes, I you know, 
Yes. Has he played as well this year as he has in the past? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say this. I think that um, I think that the Washington Huskies have a much better wide receiver room than the Buffalo Bills. Jesus. <laughs> I will Jesus. I will say that. <laughs> I'm serious. Jerry. Yeah, I'm and, hey, Jerry. and on hey. that and on that hey. note, what the hell is wrong with Stefan Diggs? <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Top Jerry. to bottom, top to bottom, they got a better wide receiver room than we do. Hell, they got a better wide receiver room than the Kansas City Chiefs. That's for damn they sure. Do. Wait, wait. Well, the I mean, Chiefs, Chiefs a... that won the Super Bowl with those wide receivers last year? That Kansas City Chiefs? Right. Well, they had Juju. You know, you can say what you want about Josh Allen. I mean, some people might like I do. I mean, I look just at snuck the, that in there. <laughs> they, had, they had Juju. They had just Juju. snuck it right in there. I look at the adversity that that he's faced this year with a with an offense corner change, offense coordinator change, and and everything. And then they've still gotten to a position where they can be the second seeded team in in the league. Um, now, granted, they can also not be in the playoffs as well after Sunday. But I just think that I just think that he's made the best of the situation. Um, I think that the Bills, I, I, I kind of, I kind of come away from this season looking at, you know what, we're not that far away from, from offensively getting back to where we want to be as long as we bolster that wide receiver room. Um, you know, I look at some of the stuff. If we did not have Josh Allen, there's no way in holy hell we're playing for a second seed on on Sunday. I mean, it's to me, it's that simple. Well, well, and that to me is what the MVP award's about. If, they go. Wait, if wait, you get on. rid of that guy, if you take that guy off the team, are they, they anywhere near? No. Well, hold on, because you're right. Because if, but if we take Josh Allen off this team, we're probably right. they probably got two wins. Right. So I'm with you. My man Matt, our, our editor in chief over at Buffalo Rumlin, says, "What if Allen throws six tu- six tutties, four hundred yards, and runs for a hundred? Uh, now I'm not gonna go this far. <clears throat> this is just like Madden in like, prime rookie time? numbers in prime time but, with with well, Lamar off next this week." Lamar's not playing. Now, let's just say this. is. But wait, let's say let's put a little more realistic numbers on this. Let's say Josh throws 300 touchdowns, 320 300 yards. Touchdowns, 300 yards. <laughs> I'm saying I meant three touchdowns. You know what I mean? Three I know, touchdowns, four, three touchdowns, 300 yards, runs for like 50 in a touchdown. And we destroy the Dolphins. We win the AFC East. We clinch the number two seed. Lamar Jackson doesn't play. You just said based off of last week's game. To me, an MVP yeah. award is for a season. So but what if Josh Allen clinches the AFC East dude, on primetime week? 18. I think you're you're taking a little bit of what I said out of context. I think last week, up in the last week, there were some some questions of who it might be. After last week's game, to me, there is no question. Correct. To me, it it is Lamar Jackson. I agree. The problem that I have with it being Lamar, Lamar, to your point, even though I said it as well, is this will be another yeah, but season. So when when it's talked about in two years about the fact that Lamar Jackson is a two-time NFL MVP, Guys like us that aren't Ravens fans are going to go back and look at the stats and be like, "Why? Why was the why was he the MVP? Because that's what we did in his first MVP year. It's like his stats weren't great. It's like okay, I, mean, I, guess, he, I guess he was the MVP. Hang on a second. And then as far as me conceding that it's Lamar Jackson, it's basically because of the fact that I don't expect Josh Allen to come out and look like 2020 or 2021 Josh Allen this week. I think the Bills win this football game, which we'll talk about at 9 o'clock online to gain, but I don't think for one second that Josh Allen is coming out throwing 400 yards and five touchdowns. I just don't see it. Like, that's not who he's been this year. Not even close. What a, but he was that way when we played them the first time around. Like it wasn't, 400, it wasn't 400 yards. He had a good game. but It, it wasn't, wasn't 400, but, I mean, he had like three touchdowns, three passing touchdowns, one on the ground. He would, have to, he would have to play flawless and eviscerate them, in my opinion, for, for it to move the needle. 
to me, the worst thing that's happened to NFL football or football in general is fantasy football because fantasy football has 100%. led us has led us to a world of analytics, and we now base all of our arguments off of statistics <laughs> over everything else. Right. And to me, the MVP is not just about statistics. The MVP to me is about how you play, how you lead, what does your team do? And to and again, to me, hands down, Lamar Jackson is the MVP of the league because he has the entire resume. I honest to God, I I really I really honestly believe that uh, I I could give a rat's ass about statistics. All I care about is wins and losses. And you know, it just to me. We, we rely so much on numbers for our arguments when we're not looking at the, the whole body or the whole picture uh, of work. Let me just, because uh, real quick, Joe, I, and I don't want to put you on blast, homie, but uh, you said Josh didn't have that game. He actually did. He was 21 oh, for 25 for 324 touchdowns, no interceptions. Gotcha. <laughs> he gotcha. went off against them boys in October. D- Diggs had three touchdowns on six receptions, 120 yards. We need that. We need that performance yeah, we, from Diggs. We, we, and I think, I think it opens the door for a different conversation if it happens that way in primetime. If he eviscerates the, the Miami Dolphins where the, mm-hmm. the world is watching and the writers are watching and the voters are watching, and they're like, oh, my God. The reality is, you know, Ty, Tyree can be off that Dolphins roster and they can win football games. Lamar, that's a tough question. If They've got a great defense. They've got – I mean, they they do well. If Josh Allen is not on this football team, Kyle Allen isn't running this team to 10-6, and 11-6. Like, I'm, it's just not happening. I'm scared. <laughs> if Josh Allen is not on this team, I'm scared to watch. Right, right, 100%. So we are, as uh, Jerry predicted, long in the tooth. Um, very much so. So uh, we talked about Josh, Josh Allen. We talked – so Stephon Diggs, I think the most important thing about Stephon Diggs is I don't believe he's injured. Um, I don't believe he's upset. Uh, they did at that is one of the questions that they asked coach uh, in uh, the pressers today. They asked him about Stefan Diggs and he said, look, with reduced workload, Stefan Diggs is taking it like an ultimate professional because he is a guy that potentially he kind of inferred that has the ability and probably the right to be upset. But we're winning, and he's doing his job, and he's doing what a captain should be doing. I'm inferring all of this. This is basically what McDermott was saying. I don't think anything's wrong with Stephon Diggs. There's just an aspect of they've got to figure out a way to get him open, and they got to figure out a way. To, I, I I can't buy. Yep, I can't buy into this idea that well, he's the number one wide receiver, so they're going to try to shut him down. I've seen too many wide receivers number ones that get catches and yards. Devontae Adams, like name Cooper Cup, name one, and they just get yards all the time. And for some reason, it's like, well, not ours. Ours can't do it. Go ahead, Spence. Real quick, before Big O, I'm going to let you go. I just want to say this and jump out because I've been watching the games a little bit differently, and I've gone back over the last five weeks and watched all the Buffalo Bills games. I've watched Stephon Diggs' involvement. I've watched since his snap count has gone down. I really, truly believe that the Buffalo Bills are just trying to save Stephon Diggs for the playoffs. I, I, I think just, they know that they're going. I know that sounds miss? dumb. What no, if they miss? And that's what I'm hear me hear what I'm saying. I know that sounds dumb. I know that sounds crazy. I think the Buffalo Bills found gold. They struck gold when they said, "Oh, we can run the damn ball. Let's keep running the ball. It works." And then mm-hmm. when Josh has to be Josh, he is. And then Davis has a game and against the Charger, and he blows up. And we've been finding ways to win without having to force the ball to Stephon Diggs. And I know there's been a couple situations where it felt like, damn it, forced the ball to Stephon Diggs. There's been a couple. (laughs) But what I'm saying is, look, this is the first year. I said this on Code of Conduct, not this week, last week. This is the first year 
that I feel like we're going into the playoffs getting healthier at the right time. Mm. Like, we're going into the playoffs. Daquan Jones is coming back. Micah Hyde is back off the injury report, and he's practicing in full. You got guys that, oh, yeah, they get some vet, some veteran rest days, but these guys are healthy. Like, we're mm-hmm. not you, – you look at the injury report today against – you know, and I know we'll talk about it at 9 at, for line of game. You look at the injury report for the Bills versus the Dolphins today, the Dolphins things look like a damn CVS re- uh, receipt. And the yeah. Buffalo Bills are out here chilling like, oh, you've got a couple guys that – yeah, we didn't we, – we'll be back though. We good. It's, it's the first time going into week 18 or into the playoffs where I feel like, yo, we're getting healthier at the right. – and I feel like a game like this – Josh, he eats against the the, the Dolphins oh, every yeah. time, right? He yeah. eats. This is the game where it's like, you know what? Let's go win the AFC East. Let's get this fan base fired up. And let's fix the damn offense with a game where Josh comes out and teabags the whole damn fan base of Miami like he always does. <laughs> That's what I'm seeing for this weekend. That's what I'm seeing. Was I not supposed to say that on air? Family show. This is a family show. I'm sorry. That's a that's a, a for the nine o'clock show. That's for the after dark show. I'm sorry. It's not dark enough yet. I texted I texted Joe during the game. I believe Stefan Diggs is the best pitch runner in the NFL. I don't think anybody runs a hitch better than Stefan Diggs. They can't Diggs mess right with now. him. They can't they mess, mess with him. Um, let, let, I, go, ahead. I, I, go ahead, Joe. No, go you're ahead. fine. You're, I was going to shut it down, but go ahead. No, real quick. I just think that I just, uh, <laughs> again, sorry, I hate guys. to say this. I you're just, good. I don't think that, I don't, I don't think that Josh is, is that type of quarterback. I don't think he's a, he's a one, two, three guy. Read it here, read it here, read it here. He's a read the first guy, maybe two and go. So I think I, 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 you, I don't, you I don't can't watch the all 22 no. and not see his head. Hit three guys and go back of to one. His head turns, but everybody's head moves on. That all is the not team. true. Joe, Lamar, we're playing listen, magnetic football. Okay, listen, I mean we, we, get we that. are talking about Lamar Jackson being the MVP, and Lamar Jackson is a very much a one to two read, re, like one side of the field reader. He plays quarters. He does not uh, play the not, whole field. Not this season. Not this season. Mm, he yeah, is not. Man, I hate man, the argument that Josh uh, Allen does not Joe, get to his third and fourth. I should have kept my mouth shut. Well, no, man. Josh does though. Josh, he gets to his reads, but let's let's not like let's not defend Josh by hating on on you know Lamar. Lamar reads and he throws, and those receivers are catching, and he doesn't even have his best guy out there. Like, let's, the, as I'm, much as I'm, I'm gonna, saying he ain't I'm MVP, gonna, let's give him some respect. I'm gonna pull the I'm gonna pull the Jay Spencer King when the Buffalo Bills play the the Baltimore Ravens in the AFC Championship mm. game. They're gonna force him to throw the ball outside the numbers, and guess what? Okay. He's not gonna be able to do it because that's right. he's limited. It's not bad to say a guy's limited. It's not there's I'm nothing a, you're wrong. the same you're the same dude that didn't you're the same dude that leaked early that they had no interest in in signing Lamar Jackson when he was a free agent and now he's going to win the damn MVP. <laughs> you're crazy, man. No, he's comparing you to those guys. He's not saying you said you to. Yeah, no, he's what comparing you to the guys. Have to, what more does he have to do? He'll win a Super Bowl and y'all will still find some shit that's wrong with him. Oh, you know what, Jerry? Yeah, there's this, something wrong with every quarterback. But yeah. but Jerry, no, this is the thing that's crazy to me is because like really, you look at you look at years past and Bills fans, which is why I laugh when Joe in in all respect, Joe, like when Joe or anybody talks like this, I laugh. We know what Greg Roman was like as a damn offensive coordinator. We do. Like the dude did not want to throw the ball. Lamar Jackson had the talent in college to throw the ball. You don't win the damn Heisman Trophy by just running people, <laughs> like no. like juking and running over people. You don't win the Heisman by that just doing that in college. Lamar Jackson can throw the ball. This year is the first year without Greg Roman, and we're seeing him throw the ball at different arm angles, and he's putting the ball in places that 
Like we just haven't seen him put it. And we got guys that's not good making big catches and plays and games because he's able to throw guys open, not guys being open for him. He doesn't have Mark Andrews. Y'all got me defending damn. I, well, I just I'm, said he wasn't MVP and I'm sitting here defending him. <laughs> the, prob- the problem is, is you guys are acting like I, like somehow Josh Allen isn't limited. Josh but, Allen is also a very I, limited quarterback. I'm not saying Lamar is the only one. That, don't take offense by the fact that I say Lamar's limited. Hey. Josh Neither of them. The only quarterback that's not limited is probably Patrick Mahomes in the NFL. And I disagree. I'm going to take Josh over Patrick Mahomes. I think I would take him right now. I'm going to say something right now, Spence. It'll pretty much probably make the next show the the line the game, me and you, because Joe's fixing to pass out. (laughs) Let's get it. Okay. (laughs) Josh Allen, Josh Allen, and Lamar Jackson are pretty damn similar. It's true. They're well, they're almost the wrong. Same, they're almost the same guy. That isn't a mind-blowing concept. They're almost the same guy. The difference is, is Lamar no. is a little more accurate. How about that? <laughs> How about I'm going to disagree there, and I'm going to go a step further. I'm going to take what Big O said. I don't know. That's fine. I'm going to disagree, and I'm going to go a step further with what Big O said, and I'm going to say that Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen are a lot alike. They're similar, but Josh Allen is more like Patrick Mahomes that can do the things that Lamar Jackson can do that Lamar Jackson can't do that Josh can. You've had, so you I'm like, telling you, I'm taking Josh over every quarterback in the and damn I, league, and y'all I, can kiss my grits. Stay tuned for Line the Game at 9 p.m. Eastern time. We're going to take a break. I need to go make a shot. You and, you and I, hang on a second. I'll, sh- I'll shut the show down. But you and I have made this argument that Josh Allen is the perfect mix between Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. On that and I'm, I'm standing, I'm standing yeah. on business. And I agree 100%. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we need to refill all of our glasses. Mine is almost empty. Mine is full. I'm going to take this and then pour another. Go ahead. You've been tuned into the, uh, what is this? This is not the off tackle. This is the hump day hotline. This is the hump day. You do too many shows, man. Victor Endel and Elmer I Care on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. We're just getting started. Come back in about 12, 11 minutes for Line the Game. Same channel. We'll be right back. Uh, Love you guys. We'll talk to you soon uh, for myself, for everybody here. CN5, CN10, whatever. Go Bills, go Bills, go Bills, go Bills. the spark for the dreamers who do. They dream of a life with no diseases, of cleaner, greener, more reliable energy, of advancing education by bringing AI everywhere. Intel is the spark to start something new, to know that no dream is too daring when you have the right foundation. It starts with Intel. Learn more at intel.com slash starts.